Nadia, welcome to Boss. Thank you so much for having me. Boss is my amazing executive interview series on LinkedIn. I get to my incredible network to help others learn, network, and pay it forward. Plus, and I think you were probably one of the first people to know about this. And I think you probably convinced me to do it when we were at Fortune. But Boss is now officially a podcast on Spotify, Apple, and everywhere else. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. Thank you. I am a New York-based entrepreneur. I run August right now. We're a lifestyle period brand company that makes tampons and pads, primarily direct to consumer. And we recently launched in Target. I'm a content creator, so have several million followers across socials and make a lot of content about periods, reproductive rights, and I'm an author. I love it all. And and where did we meet? I feel like I was connected with you way before. Fortune is when we met in person. Yes. And we think we might've met before. When we met, I was like, I don't know where I know you from, but I feel like I know you. Take it back for me. How did you get to where you are now? Where did that brain trust come from? Where did that drive come from? I started my career when I was 16. So almost 10 years ago and started building a nonprofit called Period that was really focused on addressing period poverty and working through service, education, advocacy, political advocacy around access to period care products. I did that for several years as executive director and I think learned a lot about just what does it look like to build grassroots momentum around an issue, build awareness, use social tools. I would say that a lot of what I learned in what people would call marketing to me started as just like advocacy. I wrote a book about periods called Period Power that came out with Simon & Schuster a few years ago when I was a sophomore in college. And then I ran a Gen Z marketing agency Uh, with a few friends that scaled rather quickly and raised the pre-seed round for August, my junior year of college. But I would say that I think a lot of my drive comes from like one, just first and foremost, being so passionate about the issue. I've been working on this for close to 10 years and I still feel just as much excitement and anger and frustration and just general excitement to do this work more and more every single day. I think that it's probably fueled by the fact that we live in such a fucked up patriarchal world where we're still having to fight for even the right to talk about periods openly, freely, in classrooms, confidently. I think as a cis woman myself, like having an experience of having a period, but also being aware of the legislation that stands in the way and the stigma that stands in a way is definitely a fueling part of it as well. I love that. And just to your point, the ability to even say period and period power, that is empowering. What are the most important leadership qualities for executives, founders today? And and how has that changed, especially being a founder in, in your 20s? I would actually say that something that I feel has really aided me in my just professional leadership experience is just having a lot of humility around what I don't know, because I think that I would not be where I am today if it weren't for surrounding myself with people who are way smarter than me on a lot of things, way more experienced than me. And I think I have a lot of passion and I have a lot of excitement, but at the end of the day, especially in the early years of my career, this is my first job post-college. I graduated college after the brand had started, but I'm learning on the job. I really try to remind myself that like, I'm just getting started. I really don't have the answers. and I'm stronger if I'm able to surround myself with more experienced people and I think learn from them as well. I think that mentorship is really key. 
So I would say humility, curiosity, like taking risks for sure. It's definitely like risky to start a company. Like when you take your ego out of the work you're doing, you don't take it so personally when you need to pivot. You know, it's interesting. My kids actually asked me this morning, like, mommy, what does risks mean? I went into like startup mode. You know, and mommy's going to start a company, but then like (laughs) it all could go wrong. (laughs) You said something on one of the panels at Fortune around, I think it was heart meetings, Heart heart checks. Tell me more about that. We started doing this probably like a few months into the company. We are Gen Z co-founders, me and my co-founder, and the majority of people on our team are Gen Z as well. We're like, this is the first job out of college. And I think it's really interesting studying Gen Z values in the workplace. And I think for us, we live and experience that, but it's never like labeled as Gen Z value. We see that we all show up having a higher expectation of feeling fulfilled in the workplace, feeling heard, being a part of changes for the larger company vision, even if you're like a very junior member on the team. And I think that especially starting a company during the pandemic, when mental health was really difficult, where people felt really isolated, being there for people on the team in a personal level beyond the professional, but also just being understanding of the fact that we hope to be kind of like a stepping stone to wherever people are going to go next and all supporting each other, we actually needed to have real structure behind like how we ask for feedback, how we give feedback, because I think it's one of the things you're not really taught in school, right? You're not like, what is the best way to give feedback to authority? Um, At what point am I able to give like my employer feedback on how I'm feeling? As we're building the team and getting feedback from a lot of the team members, it became clear that we needed to have intentional time lined up where we could ask questions like, hey, Do you have questions on your contract? How are you feeling about your work? Are you working on weekends? And how do we make sure you're not working on weekends? Like, do you have questions about how the company vision works? How what you're working on fits into the company vision? Are you feeling supported? What can we do more of? What can we do less of? And I think that list of questions around these like quarterly heart checks, as we call them, are really not about even your work product, but are more about like your work dynamic. And I think that those questions were really cultivated with team members. And every single quarter, like we continue to talk about how do we improve this as well. Also making really clear that when we hear feedback that we act on it. I love that. So I love that list of questions. I think the pandemic really did a number on just changing workplace culture on like expecting workplaces to care about holistic well-being beyond just like the workplace, right? And I think that especially as more progressive Gen Z workers come into the workforce where like we are questioning things about the brutality of capitalism and like, you know, minimizing human value to like work product. I think that we are seeing trends of expecting companies to really show up for their team members and be flexible about even the concept of work as well. For those watching or listening, How can we help? How can we help support what you're doing currently at your startup? By August, (laughs) uh, like buy our product online at stores. Um, But I would also say like, I think a whole part of our mission is to use our platform and our brand to destigmatize periods, shatter the period stigma, take action on certain cultural moments that we really feel need action. Right now we're doing a lot of organizing around a piece of legislation in Florida that was nicknamed the Don't Say Period Bill that really kind of erases the opportunity to create safe environment for transgender queer kids, but also just literally eradicating sex ed for young students. So I think a huge part of what we're doing is just using our channel to really 
raise awareness for things that we care about. If you don't use the product or you're not ready to switch to August, support on social and just be a part of this movement. Yes. What advice would you give to your, I I normally say 20 year old self, but maybe like your 15 year old self or, or people just starting out in new roles right now? I would say probably to sleep as much as possible. I definitely think it's a recent development that I value sleep. I think for so long, I thought of it as like a waste of time. One of the most magical things to be like, damn, I love sleeping and I hope to sleep 10 hours a night. I also have a podcast that really is space where I just talk about like my mental health, that check in, like things that I'm thinking about, really zone in on overall self-development, I think has been really important. Love that. One piece of advice for future bosses. I would say never stop figuring out how you can improve, especially when you're the boss, you have even more responsibility to constantly be evaluating yourself. What do you want to be known for over the next six to 12 months? Taking down the tampon tax. Who should I have on my interview list next for boss? Ooh, Vanessa, the founder of Omsom, who we also hung out with at Fortune. Yes. And we did yoga together. Yes, we did yoga. What additional questions should I be asking people that I haven't asked you yet? Maybe like, what's the worst mistake you've made as a boss? I would think that like my worst mistake is just burning out and being so frazzled and not paying attention to detail because I was so burned out and like setting a really toxic example of like workplace culture, I think in the early parts of my career, I think that I definitely paid the price for that for sure. Finally, anything else you want to say or share with me to close out this amazing LinkedIn boss and now podcast episode? Of- I hope you try August. <laughs> um, I hope you try August. I hope you love it. Uh, and tell all your friends. I absolutely will. Everyone should like, comment, share, go by August, go read your book, go follow you, watch your podcast and, and all the things. It was so nice to chat, Nadia. I really love this. And I, I hope to see you soon in New York City too. We're both so close. Yes, so. Me too. I'm very excited. We'll talk soon. Bye.